We've got time to talk to Cable Ties. The Aussie post-punk trio has just released their third album. It's called All Her Plans. And so we found vocalist-guitarist Jenny McKechnie at home in Melbourne, where she tells us how those plans came together. We started writing it, really, at the beginning of last year. Right. Um, and so we wrote it over about six-month period, and we recorded it in June last year, um, which, in comparison to our other albums, was a fairly short period, um, right. just because of, you know, the lockdowns and stuff here. We didn't really have much of a chance to get in a room together, so... Yeah, but it also came together pretty quickly and we had a little bit more of an easygoing attitude to this one just because of everything that had happened and I think um, it was a pretty enjoyable process because of that and, uh, yeah, it meant that the album ended up sounding a little bit different to the other ones as well, a bit more folky, less... More folky. Still a decent amount of screaming on it. Um, I've heard some screaming on it, so I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's good for you. And you work with a guy named Paul making the record, is that right? Yeah, Paul Mabry. Um, we've worked with him on, um, I mean, I've worked with him on every album I've made in the last 10 years uh-huh. um, for good reason. He is an excellent um, engineer and he was also the producer on this album. Um, he's got this, uh, he works in this big studio in Fairfield, um, which is just full of vintage amps, organs, like Ooh. you'll just be doing a song and he'll, and he'll be like, you know what, I've got the thing for this and rummage in the corner and pull out an old pedal with like, it's just silver with no markings on it and they go plug that in and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then like put this organ on this bit and, um, yeah, and he's got this um, big like analog desk that he right. does most of the mixing on. Cool. And then um, a tape machine that he runs everything through, big like, 70s tape machine so yeah it's got it's I think you know because of that it's sort of got a quite vintage sound to the album um because all the equip the most of the equipment's from the 1970s so yeah nice it was a good it was a good decade I was there yeah (laughs) well we weren't there but we're still obsessed with it (laughs) with the way it sounds so are there bands that you uh are obsessed with from the 70s what do you what, what do you know about those (laughs) <laughs> um look i don't know you probably better ask talking to nick and shauna about that oh okay actually they, they'd be um yeah i think i'm obsessed with amps from the 70s and oh right like that. you use orange amp? <laughs> no i've got um well actually my amps from the 60s i've got a golden tone amp okay. which was one that was like made in melbourne around the 60s right. 65 right. um and yeah i'm obsessed with the tremolo on that which I use in a couple of songs. And also it just sounds great. I need to stop breaking it though. So I only bring it out special occasions. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, there's some awesome like 60s, um, 70s amps that were made around Melbourne and, and stuff that have this very like, um, yeah, sort of distinctive sound to them. But those old things, they just keep going, don't they? I mean, They do, you find, yeah. <laughs> you find a good person that can fix them up every once in a while when you blow out a speaker and otherwise you're, you're rocking forever. Yeah, I think the tubes in it were actually from TVs right. at the time. And right. so there will come a day when we run out of tubes to put to replace <laughs> in the amplifier. So that's another thing because of these old like 60s yep. TV amp tubes right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so now the, the album starts out with a tune called Crashing Through. So uh, it's quite the rocker. And you got a video with it. There's a guy dressed in a moth. I assume it's a guy, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. tell, <laughs> tell, why does the record start that way? And tell me about the moth costume. Everybody's ready. Everybody's ready. 
first song that I wrote on the record and it was kind right. of after like, um, you know, uh, lockdown and everything. And I was like, I had dealt with everything by pretending that I didn't play music for a while because right. I just couldn't, you know, I was pretty sad about not being able to go out in the world and play our last album. So yeah, at the time we were writing Crashing Through, the lyrics for that were kind of like me giving myself a pep up song to like start writing again and get right. myself back in the mindset and let let the album be um, whatever it was going to be rather than, you know, having all these expectations for it to sort of be like the last one. Right. Um, and yeah, I didn't know whether I was going to go back and I sort of had a vague idea I was going to go back and change all the lyrics, but I ended up liking them. So. Oh, good. That's the first song. Good on <laughs> And so, then, yeah, yeah, the moth costume yep. was made by <laughs> someone called um, Gray Butterworth, who is a great costume designer. That's a pretty good um, name too. Yeah. And um, the idea for the video came about because um, the director, Triana Hernandez, um, had an actual moth fly into her ear. Okay. And then it gave her the idea for the video clip, which suited the song quite well because it's all about, you know, being in your own head and stuff. Right. Um, but sadly, the moth that got in her ear died from olive oil drowning. Oh, right. And That's then, how she got it out? Yeah. Because it yeah. actually the went moth in. in our video. It went in her ear and was fluttering around oh while she was having God. a meeting. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what it sounded like. Ah, yeah. Not good, I don't think. <laughs> she was trying to have some kind of like meeting with a band about a video or something like that. And she was just like, what the? What is going on? Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a video with uh, Taylor Swift with a fly flying in her mouth while she's singing, but it's probably not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, both not not ideal. Yeah, not ideal. No. Have you ever had any uh, things like that happen on stage? Weird animal bug infestations that attack you while you're performing? Oh God, no, I don't think so. Thank okay. God, yeah. I wouldn't really enjoy that as long as it's. No, I really don't like cockroaches, so. <laughs> no, nobody does. I used to work no. as an exterminator. It was horrible. Yeah. Some of the, yeah, my spray these houses and they were so infested, you couldn't even walk in the room. It would be like raining roaches down. And oh. like, yeah, it's pretty bad. But let's move on from that. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> my last job I had, I was doing like food rescue and so there was a lot of rotten food everywhere and therefore roaches right and i was driving the van one day and a huge one crawled out of the air conditioning vent while i was right. driving oh i nearly crashed the car i was yep, like yep. Oh, you need it. to watch the road and not this cockroach right now because it can't actually hurt you but my brain was telling me that i was in mortal peril sounds like he could have been big enough to drive himself exactly. take over the wheel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is that what you're doing when you weren't when you weren't being a rock star uh during the lockdown or what, what did you get up to yeah that was mostly what i was doing i was working yep. at um i was harvest and i'm also studying i've just finished a graduate diploma in psychology so oh, okay. one day in 10 years or something I might be qualified to become a, psych, a counseling psychologist but it'll take a long time <laughs> you practice on your bandmates oh no 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tried <laughs> yeah now the, the second track on the album is called perfect client it's got a pretty mean bass line in there and a pretty angry vocal from from you I'm assuming Mm -hmm. What's going on there? What, what got you all revved up? Oh, no! 
tracks on the album that are um, me being enraged at the um, at the mental health care system in Australia, right? Uh, just because of you know some experiences of like um, close family members with it, um, right. and you know it's been um, going on for like eight years at this point, where you have someone who is experiencing um, issues with addiction and complex mental health problems. Um, and they're just going in and out of hospital all the time um, and into detox facilities that they then get kicked out of. Um, and then the only thing that seems to be um, continuous, I guess, throughout the whole thing is that they just keep on having contact with the justice system and the police. And right. um, yeah, that song and also Silos is really... I was going to ask you about that. Yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like getting out, you know, some frustration that there's not a more cohesive, um, there's not a more cohesive plan to help somebody who is experiencing um, these issues, and right. that that means those people are pushed into the justice system consistently. Um, right. You know, not just my family member, but um, you know, everyone, and particularly people who are much less privileged than me and my family. Um, right. They just end up in in jail or dead. So. Yes, that's what that song's about. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are making money off of all that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And in, in Victoria, we've had really um, increased rates of incarceration here because I think there was a law that they passed after um, there was a man who drove a car into the Burke Street Mall. And right. because of that, they, um, and I think he was out on, on bail at the time. And so they changed the bail laws in Victoria um, and in response to this, but really it just meant that the incarceration rates went up and that yeah. just meant that people with mental illnesses, um, you know, Indigenous people who are already so overrepresented in our um, prison systems, that just meant their rates of incarceration went up, particularly Indigenous women in Victoria. They're some of them right. the right. fastest increasing. Yeah, and it sounds like knee-jerk legislation. It's like some politician saw an opportunity to go, oh, we can do something about this problem. We'll solve it right now by doing what they just did, which, of course, doesn't exactly. solve anything. It makes it worse, actually. But nobody yeah, thinks about exactly. that. Nobody actually no. takes the time to think these things out. So, no. Uh, frustrating. All right. Yeah. So... Um, so what's the reaction been to the record? Do people enjoy hearing these songs? It was, maybe enjoy is the wrong word to use. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them are more enjoyable than others, that's, you know. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like, we've, um, it hasn't been long yet. Um, but And I've only been sort of doing interviews about these topics since the whole album came out. But, you right. know, it's nice to see. I think we went on Double J the other day and I was talking about this and um, – they sent through like a series of text messages afterwards of people who had, you know, similar experiences and um, were like connecting with what was going on. So, yeah, it's just, you know, it's heartening to see that. Like, why else do you do it really? Yep, <laughs> um, yep. But, yeah, it's a very, very common problem. Everyone see. is touched by, by it in some way or another. Now, isn't there a tune on the record that uh, your drummer Shauna sings? That's right. That's um, Thoughts Back, which is the oh, first oh, yeah. one on the 
Bayside. And it's very post-punky. It's got some great guitar in there, too. So tell me how that came about. Writing together, Nick came up. Nick, the bass player, came up with a. Yeah. Oh no, maybe Shora came up with the drum part for that one. Can't remember. Anyway, and then we sort of yeah wrote, wrote this sort of all the music, and I was like, oh look, Shona, I I I feel like I need a bit of help with this one. Like, do you want to get together and we'll we'll talk about the lyrics and stuff and maybe um, write something together? Because I knew right. that she she had made the mistake of telling me that she'd done some solo album. Ah. Not album, uh, an EP together yeah, yeah, where she'd yeah. done all the tracks, and I was like, right, she is songwriting. And, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, she just came back, and I was trying to do like the soft sell, being like, let's just just help me out here, but right. uh, and then eventually make her write the song. But she came back to me with a fully written song, and I was like, fucking great, go for it. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so yeah, she just came back with this fully written song, and um, yeah, that was it. Now on the next record, she's going to have to write half of it or something. Uh, does she know that? <laughs> she will. She um, will. Yeah, exactly. She does. Oh. She barely played the drums when we first started. And right. then I roped her into the band to be a bass player. But then the drummer that we originally lined up disappeared. And so I was like, all right, you're playing drums. We'll get Nick on bass. And so she always just rises to the challenge, whatever it That's is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I, that kind of I was going to ask you if you guys have specific um, duties or uh, it's assumed that any you have this role and this person has that role. Is it that sorted out, or do you discuss who's going to do what? Or if somebody wants to do something different, is it an easy thing to do within the band? Yeah, I mean, me, Shauna, I guess we have fairly defined roles. Like, I don't think Nick is ever going to want to do anything apart from play the bass they don't really express any interest in singing or anything and they're very right. good at playing the bass and very good at crafting the tone zone so that's their main <laughs> and telling right. jokes sometimes when I'm trying to fix something um, right. <laughs> yeah so really it's like me and Shauna sort of bouncing between each other figuring out what we're going right. to do with the rest of the song yeah right so you got this big tour ahead of you but I didn't see any dates in New Zealand what's going on there no we've been to New Zealand once a while back um We'd love to go to New Zealand, but yeah, we're just not sure how much money we have <laughs> and whether anyone will come to our shows, Marty. Okay, well, if we can fix that. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. yeah, we'd love to go. We've, it's been discussed, but we, um, yeah, we love it there, so we'd love to go back. But All right. um, money, money, uh, what is, yep. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Committed. I'll yeah. let you off the hook there then. <laughs> And are you thinking about the next yeah. record already, or are you just in the middle of this one? Oh, right now, no, I'm pretty in the middle of this one. We did a bit of, we've done a bit of jamming and stuff on the next one right. um, over the last year, but only a little bit, and I haven't started thinking about what the next one will be about or anything. So, All right. We'll wait and see. All righty. Yeah. Well, good luck on the tour. It sounds like it's going to be a good one, and uh, hopefully you can find a way to make yourself across, get yourself across the ditch here and play for us sometime. Yeah.
That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Have a great buddy. day. Bye. Bye.